What's up, Thickums? few housekeeping notes before we get in this juicy, fun-filled episode of Below the Belt. This Wednesday's show at the Hollywood Improv is sold out, but if you didn't get tickets for Shopping Friends, don't sweat it, man. Don't cry. It's all good. We're announcing a bunch more dates at the Hollywood Improv in January and February at 8 p.m. on Wednesdays, so look forward to those. Close out the year, bring in the new year with your thick friend here, Dania, Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, December 30th through January 1st. Then Raleigh, North Carolina is January 6th through January 8th. That's almost sold out. Get your tickets right now at FATKZ.com. Also, sign up to do Thick Mudder January 29th in Los Angeles, California. You can run with your boy. We're going to have a Thick Mudder group. So you can run next to me and Mark Harley, maybe potentially Chappelle Lacey. But uh, it's going to be a fun team organized thing. We're all going to do it together. So sign up at uh, Tough Mudder. I'll have more info on my social media as we get closer, I'll post something either today or tomorrow for more information for the Tough Mudder to have a chance to run next year. Boy, we're going to finish this thing. It's going to be so fun. Tough Mudder, January 29th in Los Angeles, California. Come and get it, thickies. This episode of Below the Belt is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports bear partner of the NBA. Bet you didn't know that. Yeah, they do UFC, NFL, but they also do NBA. All right, and they have a gift that will certainly put you in the holiday spirit. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. It's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, your Christmas can still be merry. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings has given all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code BTB. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win $150 in free bets. They're victorious. That's promo code BTB this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook the official sports bank partner of the NBA must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania, only new customers, only minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required one per customer restrictions apply. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 100 gambler traded for ball for some fight gear. Then got punched right in the face. Woke up with a baby puke all over the place But I keep the ground with T.Y.K. This is the best I've ever felt Started doing stand-up There's a new hand I've been dealt So right before this makeup on my face begins to melt It's time to go below the belt Yo, it is Monday morning Beautiful Monday morning here in Los Angeles, California What's up, thickies, thicketeers, thickums? Thickerettas, whatever you want to call each other. Uh, what's going on, man? I am fresh off a long weekend in Ojai, California. Took the family to Ojai. That's about 30 minutes from Montecito. And the reason I was in Montecito is because my brother from a different New York mother, Andrew Schultz, was getting married in Montecito. Look at him. Look at him, man. Mr. Steel, your appetizer. Shaw looking like a proud father. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. So Schultze got married in Montecito. That's where his, his I think his girl is from out here and their parents own that house. Um, so they decided to do it there. I know a lot of people say it's best wedding I've ever been to, man. Just the way they did it. It wasn't, they I, they thought of the, the people in attendance first. There's my dime piece girl. That, <laughs> that fucking sweet jacket that she stole from freddie mercury but you know they didn't have uh grooms and brides you know like there wasn't the groomsmen and the the, mm. the bridesmaids it was just like their friends were there 
and it was right on the deck of the house. It's outdoor. It was just so dope, man. I'll tell you what, not a dry eye in the room either. When when Schultzy, when Schultzy did his uh, his stuff and he was talking about his dad, because here's the thing about Schultzy, is um, his papa has ALS and uh, his his memory's not great. So when he's just talking about his dad and how important his dad was, I'm telling you, not a dry eye in the room, man. And it's heartbreaking too because. You know, Schultz, he's, you know, he's a big-time comic, and he sold out Radio Hall uh, Music uh, City or what the hell it's called in New York. He told his dad, and his dad was like, oh, cool, and then just forgot. And then his dad was walking down the street because they lived near there and saw his son's name on Radio City mm-hmm. Music Hall and called him. And he's like, oh, Dad, remember we talked about this? But his dad was, like, super amped for it. But they did it right, man. They had food trucks. It was like just everything was super easy, man. It was just super, super easy. It was so, it was so great. Charlemagne surprised everybody did a prayer. Uh, my boy Dove did all the officiating. He crushed it. And then, uh, yeah, my table was Lex Friedman, Joe Rogan, Whitney, and then Joe's wife, my my wife, and then, uh, yeah, Whitney and Lex. They're there. And Lex's eyes were closed. <laughs> but I told him I was going to post that. But uh, Lex and I have never met each other, but... I'm a fan of him. He's a fan of mine. And right when we, uh, right when I got there, me and him connected and just talked each other's ears off for about an hour. And uh, just such a good dude. And goddamn, is he smart, huh? Oh yeah, MIT, right? He's he's, he's a professor at MIT, yeah. and he's like the head robotic engineer for America. And then best friends with Elon Musk. Yeah, and, and he's he also a jujitsu guy too. Jujitsu black belt, yeah. judo black belt. He lives in Austin, Boston. Yeah, just a really really good dude. But it's just such a fun time because it, it was like the crew. Rogan back in L.A., even though he hates on it. <laughs> Rogan back in L.A. And, uh, yeah, it was, just a, it was just a great, great time, man. But they stayed and got – We listen, we were drinking uh, – they had open bar there, rightfully so. They had open bar there. And they had uh, – uh, oh, fuck, John – something drummer, John Johnny Drummer's uh, bourbon. And uh, I've never had it, and it was some of the favorite bourbon I've ever had, man. Johnny, Johnny Drum, Drum, man, the private stock, the 101. It's a it's a hundred proof bourbon. It was so good, man. It was so fun. I have it out there. For, you can try and find it in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. This is it right here. I literally I got home because I couldn't remember the name of it. So I was texting Schultze and Dove, and then finally they gave me the name of it. And I freaking found two bottles in the valley somewhere and went and got it last night because I have problems. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's some of my favorite bourbon I've ever had. It was fantastic, man. But yeah, just shout out to Schultze and his lovely bride, and uh, it was a great time, man. I had so much fun. Got pretty hammered myself. I had to take an Uber back to uh, Ojai with the kids, and we got pizza, Ojai pizza. And we were walking the streets of Ojai, and the guy's like, oh, you ever had Ojai pizza? And uh, some fan I took a picture of him, he's like, you ever had Ojai pizza? I'm like, no, dude, I don't come to Ojai a ton. He's like, yeah, we drive 45 minutes, you know, at least twice a month. To, this pizza's ridiculous. We went there. You ever had DiGiorno's? It's DiGiorno's. And I hate to hate on uh, Ojai Pizza, but it was not, didn't blow my ears back. Those people didn't, don't know good pizza. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But it was a great time, though, man. Really good times. Kids love fucking hotels, man. They love hotels. Like it, running down the halls? Running down the halls, just the room service. They're calling on the phone all the time. <laughs> just, just being crazy asses. Just being full-blown crazy asses. Had to watch all the fights on Sunday. I actually got to see the Jake Paul Woodley fight live as my baby boy at two was sleeping in the same bed as me. 
So I had to listen to it on low volume, but I did buy the pay-per-view and streamed it on my phone. So we, we can start off with that. The UFC had to watch on Sunday. I knew the results, but I had to rewatch yesterday. And, uh, but the Jake Paul Woodley fight I watched live on the uh, Showtime streaming service. It was actually pretty easy. You just download the app. You buy the pay-per-view right there. It's pretty freaking easy. You don't have to subscribe to Showtime. They do it right. It, it was easy, easy enough. Good quality. High def. It was great. Um, the card itself, though, you know, nothing can blow your ears back. Um, the the Williams Frank Gore fight. They were exhausted after the first round. That first uh, fight with both guys was supposed to be twenty and zero. It was a split decision. Uh, Williams Frank Gore split decision. Um, you know, I, I guess maybe that Darren Williams and Frank Gore sell some pay per views, but they, sh- you know, Chris Oliveira and Anthony Taylor probably should have been on the main card over them. You know, and then Amanda Serrano, who she just dominates. So it, you know, it's not again. You know, she's going to win. She's the biggest favorite on the card. I think there's other super fights for her out there in that women's lightweight division, or even she could go up. Um, and then you get to the main event. And if you didn't see the pay per view, you were probably elated because you just saw really the only action the entire freaking fight is when Jake Paul decided to throw a real punch and knock Woodley flat out, dude. Knock him literally flat out. And it was a great knockout. So if that's all you've seen, you're like, damn, that thing must have been dope. But uh, here it is right here. He fates, lowers the hand, and it comes over the top. Bam! And it is a bad flatline KO. But before that, thank God that that happened. But before that, I think it would have done some damage to Jake Paul's kind of reputation in the boxing space if he didn't get that knockout. But the way fighting works, just like if you think of the Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz fight, Leon Edwards won 99.9% of that fight, gets clipped at the end. The takeaway is the end, that you walk away with what happened at the end, you know? So I think for Jake Paul, he definitely salvaged um, his career there because it was not great for those first six rounds, man. It wasn't good boxing. I was disappointed in Woodley, and I absolutely love Woodley. He knows this. But I thought if if there was a fight where he was going to let loose and release the hounds and just go for broke, this would be it. I thought this was the stars were aligned where you get an extra 500K if you knock him out. You fought him the first time. You felt his power. You know what he's about. Now let's release the hounds. And it was, he was even more tentative. But also, to his defense, it takes two to tango. Jake Paul is a little more tentative because I think Jake and Woodley both learned a lot from each other in that first fight. So the second one, they're a little more apprehensive, a little more gun shy, and you got really bad boxing for about six rounds. And then with you know two, two minutes and 12 seconds in that sixth round, Jake Paul commits to a punch and just absolutely flatlines Woodley. And that gets splattered all over the internet. And we're all like, holy shit, this is crazy. You know, for Woodley, I think that's his sixth loss in a row. He had four in the UFC, and then he lost the last fight to Jake Paul. And then lost this last one. So, yeah, so he lost to Kamar Usman, Gilbert Burns, Kobe Compton, Vicente Luque, and then Jake. lost to Jake Paul the first time. And then he got flatlined the second time. And he says he wants to fight, I think, four more times in, in 2022. And, you know, I know I know, he made some money. He got a cool Rolex out of it. Jake Paul gifted him a Rolex. And I like their sportsmanship after the fight. And I, I do think that there has – granted, <coughs> before that knockout, it was not good boxing. I don't put too much emphasis on that. I think that was a combination of them being in there with each other. Sometimes, you know, the rematches suck because you know what the guy's about. You're more tentative. You're worried about certain things. 
But I, I do think at some point, just the society in general needs to start taking Jake Paul a little more serious because to fucking flatline KO Woodley is insane. Even take away what he did those first six rounds. I know it was, it was weak. But for him to pull that off and throw a feint and get Woodley to lower his hand and then come over the top based off that and have that one-punch knockout power, I know Woodley's not a boxer, but do you know that this was a much tougher fight for him than Tommy? You know what he would have done Tommy Fury? He would have bullied Tommy. He, Tommy Fury would have made it out of three rounds. So if you're one of those people out there who goes, I need to see him fight a real boxer. That's why he's not fighting Tommy Fury. Well, Tommy Fury pulled out. And I think Jake Paul assumed that, and he had. That's why Woodley was ready to go, and Woodley thought he was going to pull out. But if you think in any case that Tommy Fury would have given Jake Paul more problems, you're just you're just wrong, man. This was a tougher fight for him, and for him to get a walk off home run KO over Woodley, who's a MMA Hall of Famer, man, it's pretty fucking impressive, especially for a guy who wasn't pushing the pace, really not leaving any openings for Jake Paul to capitalize on. Which I thought, I definitely didn't think this fight was going to go decision like the first one. I thought somebody was getting knocked out. But I thought Woodley would have went for broke more. And I think we would have respected it more if he would have went for broke and got knocked out trying to die on a shield. But he was still tentative and still got knocked out. And it's worst case for Woodley because you're 0 for your last six. You're a free agent. The UFC's not going to re-sign him. As far as Bellator, I think they passed on him. So maybe there's a PFL move there. Um, there, you know, Khabib has his organization popping up. He created a, a 165 division. Woodley versus Kevin Lee would be pretty fucking fire. I'm down for that at 165. That'd be fun. Uh, but as far as boxing, you know, I just don't know what promoter is going to champion Woodley after 0 and 2 and being flatline KO'd by Jake Paul his last outing. So. I hope there's work for him. I know he says he wants to fight four times in 2022. And, uh, you know, I think he's making more money than he's ever made fighting Jake Paul twice now. But I think those days of that high pay purse are kind of behind him, unfortunately. And I love Woodley. Woodley, you know this. Um, and it was tough to see, man. It was tough to see. Listen, I, I'd rather him lose via decision. I'm, I'm a Jake Paul fan, too. I, I don't want either guy to get absolutely flatlined like that. That's tough to see. But, um, for Jake Paul, you know, he's this curveball in a sport that's been around for 200 freaking years, and people don't know what to make of it. But at some point, you're going to have to face Jake Paul head on and realize that the kid's put in the work. He's now knocked out every opponent he's ever faced. He only has four fights, which is fucking impressive. Uh, and it's not like he's fighting tomato cans who are patting the record at 20-0 and 0 or like Cesar Chavez uh, Jr. did where they're just fighting nobodies and they get to 50-0 and 0 and You've never really seen him battle-tested. He's facing tougher competition than anybody on that card, or for any boxing card for that matter, faced in his first four fights. And he's knocking them out. There's somebody set there. I know. Maybe you hate his hair, or maybe you hate you know, his swag, or he talks all the shit. I get all that, man. But at some point, you have to acknowledge that the kid's not bad. The kid has something there. The kid has something there. I'd be interested to see what the pay-per-view numbers are like. But the kid's definitely doing something right, man. He's training his ass off. Did you see the uh, comment he made leaning in the fight where he has CT? Jake? Mm-hmm. I remember it was a while ago. No, he because he, he's doing presser uh, for this fight on the the this previous week. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He did some long sit-down interview. I forget who it was. It might have been a British outlet. I forget. Somebody's superstition boring. Yeah. But um, 
he was saying that that he's suffering uh, his memory loss and slurred speech from his boxing career. Mm. Now that sucks. It does suck, but he retract. See, he retracts comments that his brain shows early signs of CT. Here's the thing: when you come out with that, remember when uh, Mark Hunt said that, mm. and I think some other fighters, the commissions, the super red flag. So now they're on the hook for it. And it's gonna be tough to get commissioned to fight. So he'd have to backtrack on that. Uh, he said, I got my brain scan right before I started boxing. The doctor told me there's a lack of blood flow from the consciousness I had playing football to certain areas of my brain. Now, what's interesting, too, is when it comes to CT and your boy's done some extensive um, testing with this. Oh, there's the there's the boys, Morning yeah. Combat crew, the, the winners of the MMA awards. Yeah. Shout out to Luke Thomas and uh, Brian Campbell doing the goddamn thing. So he was saying that, you know, you, you do these tests and really you can't tell if someone has CT till they pass away. But he must have done something else that shows it. But what's interesting is they found that, there, and there used to be tests for it. I'm sure there are at some point. But there's a gene that they can tell where from knockouts if you have dementia and CT down the road. There's a certain gene. And if you have that gene, you're more likely to suffer from dementia and CT. He should probably get that done. If he's already slurring after only boxing for two years, good chance he doesn't have the gene. You know, Thank God I was uh, diagnosed I do not have the gene. Mm. So... Should be able to talk without slurring most of my words for a few more years. Yeah, it's weird when guys talk about this because he's just getting started. So he talks about doing psychedelic drugs. I think he looked at Frog. Um, he does DMT. There's a lot more research on it, but but I also think it's good that guys are talking about it. And I, I don't think the commission should shun guys for talking about this because it is an issue in the sport. It's probably the biggest issue, CT and stuff like that. And if Jake Paul and Mike Tyson and these other guys are figuring stuff out that helps. You know, it could really help some young fighters out early in their career where, dude, when it sets in, it's too late, man. So if he can do the Lord's work and, you know, and that's the other thing about Jake Paul, the hate on him. Remember how hard he's gotten the paint for, I don't know his agenda there. I know it's just a hate on Dana White, but uh, he was hard on the paint on fighters pay. He's bringing up CT awareness. So, you know, there are some good things about Jake Paul. I know there's a lot of bad for you guys out there and you want to hate him on YouTube and shit like that. But he's also doing a lot of good stuff too. So you can take the good with the bad, but I'm a fan. I think him bringing more kind of conscious awareness to CT and, and brain trauma, being a young fighter. Because here's the thing, when you're, when you're boxing and you're trying to figure it out, there's only one way to figure it out. And if you're going against good competition, you're going to get hit in the head. It's just the way it is. So I think for Jake Paul... He maybe when he started, he was going against too good of competition, got fucking punched a lot in the head. And I, I don't know how long he played football. I know he's a pretty damn good wrestler. Some wrestlers have CT too, bumping head stuff like that. So maybe there's something there. But yeah, I don't I don't mind him talking about CT. And hopefully, it doesn't come to bite him in the ass when he tries to get commissioned to fight his next fight. Now, next fights, you know, him flatline Woodley like that sets him up for some major paydays. You know, they had Nate Diaz in the crowd who. Nate Diaz was there because he was cornering Chris Avila, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. He was cornering him. Um, so he was there. Masvidal was there. You know, he also called called out Nate and Masvidal. Mm -hmm. And I think he also called out Connor. And in this wild world of boxing that we live in now, this entertainment lane, you could definitely see that happening. Now, for the Masvidal is the long shot because Masvidal is like, you know, you talk about 50 million. Do you see his post? He's like in all red. It's very strange. Yeah. I love Masvidal. Uh, that'd be a great fight. Masvidal wants to do MMA. Jake Paul said he would come over to MMA, but 
you know, he said he has to go 10 and 0 in boxing first. So that's going to be some time. I think eventually he does get <clears> one big payday. Who knows yeah. who it's against? So I, you know, I think with Jorge Mazdal's contract, the UFC, we're not going to see him fight him in boxing anytime soon. And that's what Jake's focused on. So take Mazdal out of there. Um, I could see a Nate Diaz fight. Um, I could definitely see a Nate Diaz fight. And I could see a Connor fight, you know, depending if the UFC lets those guys play ball. And I got a feeling with the UFC and Dana White being the businessman that he is. Now, I, I, I'm pretty sure this is the last fight on Jake Paul's contract with Showtime. I don't think he has more. I'm, I'm sure they're going to figure it out, but I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, it was a two-fight deal. So it's interesting what they do. Yeah. But I, I, I definitely think, you know, I think the Tommy Fury fight could happen. To me, that's an easier fight for Jake if he just wants to, you know, make some money and, and take that fight. So we'll see, man. But I think Jake Paul set himself up for some major fights. And it gets interesting after this because you flatline Woodley. You know, I don't think a Masvidal fight happens anytime soon at all. But Masvidal versus Jake Paul is a tough fight for Jake Paul. I think he would actually be an underdog in if he fought any any of those guys. Masvidal, Connor, or he's so much bigger than Connor. But well, Connor right now is pretty juicy. <laughs> One ninety Connor. So you got Connor. You got Nate Diaz. You know that Nate Diaz with his boxing experience and his pressure. I, I that'd be a tough fight for Jake. And if that's what he's looking for, that big payday, it's right there, man. It's right there. And I also think if you were to lose to a guy like Nate or to Connor in his contract, again, because he's surrounded by smart people, there's going to be a rematch clause in there. So you can get two of those, two huge paydays. Even if you were to lose to them, you can still do a Connor or Nate, depending if whichever one you fight first. So there's some major, major money to be made by Jake Paul fighting these big UFC names. And, you know, if you're not a Jake Paul fan, I feel bad for you because he's going to be around for quite some time. You're looking at at least another two, three years of these big, big, major pay-per-view fights for him. So she's got to wait out two to three years, man. Got to wait out two, three years. But, yeah, for what he did to Woodley. And, you know, most people, the majority of people just saw that KO. So you're just like, Jesus Christ, what a fucking monster. You didn't watch the first six rounds where it was not fun. And that's the way the world works. Uh, but outside that, I had to rewatch the UFC um, this past Sunday, even though it aired on uh, Saturday. Knew the results. Derek Lewis, Dukakis, you know, it's tough for Dukakis fighting the greatest knockout artist the UFC's ever seen. That was a tough uh, step up in competition for him. Even though he's on a feed in the UFC, it was just a nightmare of a matchup for him. Nightmare. You know, Derek Lewis landed, and it was all downhill from him for for. All the dogs, yeah. yeah. It was just it was tough, tough night in the office for him. What's next for Derek Lewis? It's tough, right? Because he lost to Cyril Gaon. He has a weird win over Francis. So if Francis were to win, you could do that rematch. He says he's not gonna fight any five rounders. All right, well, that takes you out of the title <laughs> contention. But I guarantee if they offer him that, he's gonna step up. You know, if you if you're just gonna do fun fights, you know, tied to Avasa's won four in a row, four knockouts in a row. Derek Lewis tied to Avasa would be a phenomenal fight. Two of the biggest personalities in the sport, two of the most loved fighters in the sport. One's doing a shoey, the other does great uh, promos when you, after a knockout. That fight does not go past the fucking first round. So you could even make that a main event five rounder, or just make it the third fight on a huge pay per view. And that it doesn't matter. You could do 10 rounds. That thing ain't going out, out, out of the first round with those two. It shouldn't anyway, but who knows? But that I would do a fun fight for him, uh, you know, because. In the heavyweight division, you know, Dana, which is alarming to me, said he doesn't have, and it, it could be a business marketing move and just trying to push 
John Jones' hand, but he goes, John Jones isn't my plans for the heavyweight championship in 2022, which is alarming. Super alarming. Mm. Yeah, Stipe's right there, depending on what Stipe wants to do, but I think Stipe's looking for that John Jones fight. Um, I could definitely see John Jones having to face Stipe before he fights the winner of Cyril Gunn and Francis. That'd be a great fight for Stipe and John. You don't want to see Curtis Blaze, Derek Lewis. So, so again, Derek, he fought, he beat Volkov, you know, Rosenstruck. He beat Dukakis. You know, you get tied to a Vosserite sitting at 11. It'd be a fun fight. Fireworks for sure. Take a little break from all the drama in the fight world because you know what? Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? Do you? It's a business scam out to get you. That's right. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Listen, I have subscriptions I forget about. I'm like, where's this $70 subscriptions come from? And I forget, man. They renew without me even knowing, man. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions. You don't need or want or listen. You just forget about it and you don't use. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one freaking tap. All right? Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over 100 million buckaroos. All right? Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash belt. Go right now, Truebill.com slash B-E-L-T. It could save you thousands a year. Your boy just did it. I canceled like 10 subscriptions. That is Truebill.com slash belt. This episode below belt is also brought to you by my friends at Four Sigmatic, a company known for their innovative use of functional ingredients to enhance your performance. I start every freaking morning at 6 a.m. on the dot. Black coffee. I mix in Four Sigmatic, man. I mix it all in. All right. And I love it. Lately, I've had the Four Sigmatic's performance coffee in the morning. It's infused with lion's mane for focus, cordyceps for performance. This stuff is legit. I'm super focused. You can tell I'm more energetic than ever. I feel on top of my game right now. No jittery feeling. It's easier on the gut. It's just straight up pure focus. You're probably wondering, does it taste like mushrooms? Nope. The flavor is rich and smooth. All right, it's the it's the perfect cup of coffee with added functional benefits. They've got over 30,000 five-star reviews and best of all, Four Sigmatic backs their products with 100% money-back guarantee. Love it or it's free, but you guys are going to love it. I start every freaking morning. It actually adds to the flavor. Listen, I like it dark, bitter. Four Sigmatic is fantastic, all right? And uh, I worked with an exclusive offer with Four Sigmatic on your first order of any of their products, but this is just for Below the Belt viewers and listeners. Save 20% on your first order of Four Sigmatic website. To claim this deal, go to foursigmatic.com slash BTB. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash BTB. Use the coupon code BTB at checkout. Again, this is only for Below the Belt listeners and viewers, so don't share it with anybody. You'll save 20% off on whatever you want. So go right now to foursigmatic.com slash BTB. Use the code BTB to supercharge your performance. And before I go on with the rest of the card, let me say this. There's news on uh, Chael Sonnen getting apprehended in a Las Vegas hotel cited for a battery. Now online, well, again, I don't see social media, but online, um, and I saw John Jones tweet, being like, you know, I'm nothing like you. I feel sorry for the victim. So he put Chelsea on. I'm not going to sit there and celebrate you getting battery charged against a female last night. He didn't against yeah, I know. Uh, that would make me like you. I'm nothing like you. Instead, I wish your family well. I wish the victim's family well. It's funny how people who criticize and judge you the most have some of the nasty things in their closet. 
let he who is without sin cast the first stone. You get no stones from me. Good luck. Cool. All good. Mm-hmm. So you're going based off a TMZ post. Um, I spoke to Chael, uh, asked him if he needed anything, bail or whatever. I absolutely love Chael. I said, you need anything, hit me up. If you need bail, let me know, dude. I'll drive down to fucking Vegas, get you out of there. Here's what happened. Is Chael was obviously working, and he was with his wife. His wife is a fucking saint, She's and also a dime piece. And some drunk guy with his girl uh, kept uh, making comments about his wife, saying about her tits, her ass, right in front of him. Well, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, because you're talking and disrespecting one of the toughest guys on the planet and definitely one of the toughest to ever compete in the UFC or Bellator for that matter, and you're doing it in front of his face, and there's going to be repercussions. So this isn't, and any guy that wouldn't do that for their girl, ladies, you got a girlfriend. So I think by Chael doing this, it just adds to the legend of Chael Sonnen. He was protecting his girl. And for that dumbass who got absolutely annihilated by the great Chael Sonnen, you deserved it, man. And uh, that's what you get. So you, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. This is not a case of Chael hitting his wife like John did, even though they, I think they dropped the charges. This is not a case of Chael Sonnen uh, being high and wrecking his Bentley with strippers in the car. This is not the case of Chael uh, domestic violence in any facet. And I think um, everyone should hold their judgment to get more details. And I realize you don't have Chael Sonnen's number to call and find this stuff out, but there's a reason why you shouldn't be guilty by social, social media. And this is one of those cases. Again, he's in Vegas. He's walking to his room. Drunk guy and his girl start talking shit to his girl. The guy keeps commenting on his girl and her looks, and especially her tits. And you're dealing with a guy's guy in Chael Sonnen who has to be one of the greatest fighters to ever enter the octagon and he stuck up for his girl and beat the shit out of the guy. That's all there is. And if you're listening to this, you're like, I can't believe you did that. Well, ladies, you have a girlfriend. Cause if your man's not willing to do that, he ain't shit. So shout out to Chael Sonnen. Hope they figure it out. Hope this piece of shit doesn't sue you. You know, it is what it is, man. But that that's the deal with Chael Sonnen and uh, shout out to Chael Sonnen. I'm telling you, I know Chael. He's one of the greatest people on this earth. He is not that guy. So for that drunk guy to make those comments at his lady, it must have been so bad to the point where Chael beat the shit out of him, the guy must have went above and beyond. To get Chael to that point is insane. And anybody who knows Chael will stick behind him and will preach the exact same thing. So when I saw it, I went, what the fuck happened here? Call Chael. You tell him what happened. So there you go, man. So uh, hold your judgment to more details come out, but that's the gist of it, man. Sticking up for his girl. Someone hitting on your wife? Excuse me? Chael Sonnen, how stupid is that guy, dude? How fucking stupid you got to be? Again, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And I, th- I think more of this stuff should go on. I got to be honest. I gotta be, there has to be repercussions. You want to be a fucking idiot, talk shit to one of the greatest fighters to ever walk this earth? You can get dealt with, man. You, there has to be consequences. This isn't social media where you just fire off and you're in your mom's basement and there's no repercussions. When now you're face-to-face with a guy, you're making comments about his wife and you got dealt with, dude. And now you press charges, bitch shit. Shout out to Chael Sonnen. Um, back to the card. Muhammad, Wonderboy Thompson, he was a, what's interesting is Lewis and Muhammad, um, who had my friend put money on, because it stressed me out when he puts money on it, because he puts so much money on it. I tend to not give him picks because it stresses me out. But uh, I had Lewis and Muhammad in both these fights, both underdogs. For Muhammad, 
you know, it was a tough night in the office uh, anytime you're fighting Wonderboy Thompson just because you can't really mimic his style. But I think the nickname Wonderboy caught up with him. He's Wonder Man now. And I think what really fucked him was the shorter cage because he doesn't have room to, to fire off and use his back foot. And, you know, as soon as uh, Muhammad had a great game plan, who's won how, how many? I think four or five in a row now. He's ranked number 10. So I think for Muhammad, yeah, he's won one, two, three, four, five, six, six in a row now. And he's beat the likes of uh, Lyman Good, Diego Lima, that weird thing with Leon Edwards, the eye poke, which is a nightmare. He beat Damian Maya, and then he beat Wonderboy Thompson, and you're 20 and three. You know, there's argument for a title shot there. I don't think they're going to do it. He's going to have to face one more savage because beating Wonderboy Thompson the way he did, um, you know, definitely 30-25 uh, I'm fine with. I get it. 30-26 seems more reasonable to me. But for uh, Muhammad, you, you look at the division, he's going to have to walk through uh, one more fire to before he gets that title shot because that, that division's interesting. Um, it's pretty gnarly up top there I, I think you'd have to fight like a vicente luque or something like that before he gets the title shot because luque deserves a title shot too so if you want to make it really clear kamara usman wants a little time off because his knees where the fuck he's doing you'd have to do that yeah yeah what do you, you know you got leon edwards sitting there you got fucking gilbert burns although he's already lost where the fuck is oh there's kobe coming at one so obviously kobe's not gonna get the rematch yeah you you'd have to do a vicente luque or you know, something like that. Could do a Kobe Covington, Muhammad. That's a great fight. Depending on what they want to do. Then you got Dustin at 55. You got Dustin Poirier uh, and Nate Diaz coming to social media agreement to fight each other mm -hmm. next, in January. I'm all for that. I love that for Dustin Poirier. Love that for him. Another huge name. Tough fight for uh, Nate Diaz, too. Very tough fight. So I love that. Um, Ricky Simon looked absolutely phenomenal. Gamrot is a fucking monster. He called out uh, Michael Chandler. I don't think he's there yet, but he'll get a big name. And the Cub Swanson, Jesus Christ, dude, does not age, man. The guy doesn't fucking age. Dude, how about Justin Toffa? First guy ever to miss the weight cut at heavyweight. Yep. Talk up. I got to send him a thick boy sweater. <laughs> he's ultimate thick boy, man. Maybe he'll be our first sponsored athlete. If you miss weight, dude, at heavyweight, you're officially a thick boy with three C's. Maybe we should reach out to him about sponsorship. That boy's thick. Definitely thick. Makes horrible history. I disagree horrible history. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, there's been, so, I mean, fucking Francis Ngannou has to cut 65 usually. I remember Shane had to jump in the sauna. Lesnar had to jump in the sauna. Derek Lewis has to fucking cut to 65. It's tough, man. Super tough. But uh, good night of fights, man. Overall, good night of fights. What else you got, Jen? All right, some of the stuff that, oh, another record that night was Derek Lewis now holds the most knockouts in the UFC. So that's pretty cool. 13. Dude, look at the, look, he's there with Vitor Belfort, Matt Brown. Matt Brown's tied at 12 with Vitor, Anderson Silva, Anthony Johnson, Thiago Santos. Nuts. Yeah. God, how about Anderson Silva, though? Most knockouts in title about seven. Fucking savage. Y'all yep. must have forgot how good Anderson is, man. All right, so this is, uh, Tyron Woodley's mom, a fan, actually said something to her, like what happened to Woodley, and then this is how she responded. His mom's so sweet, too. Man. She's very sweet, so this is very out of character. But obviously, he's talking about her son, you know? Yeah, her son just got... What'd you say? What 
for him tonight. What the fuck you think, motherfucker? What we're wrong for him? What we're wrong with you? Yo, yo, that's out of character for her. I think she, you know, see your son flatline like that. Motion's pretty high. Of course. The guy didn't ask. He wasn't like, oh, your boy got knocked out. He's just like, what, what went wrong? What yeah. do you think went wrong? The now, timing's just not good. Asking his mom, I don't know if that's the smartest decision, you know, especially right when it happened. Yeah. What went wrong? I mean, he got punched in the face, dude. She's also not a fucking boxing expert. So, I mean, you're asking his mom? I know. After he got flatlined? Not the best kind of a tool move, but also not terrible. And that's so out of character for his mom. She's so sweet. I know. Super trippy. religious. Well, there you go. Uh, something else happened at that same event. Nate Diaz. There's no really no details on this other than apparently someone said that a guy said something to Nate and he goes, when I see you, it's on something like that, right? That's what people are saying, but there's no actual, you know, guaranteed details well, on this. It seems like uh, the guy was talking shit to Nate and then Nate flinched on him and this guy fucking yeah. freaks out and spills his <laughs> like, bear everywhere. Nate Diaz is relentless. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that guy? <laughs> we don't know. Why did the guy spill his bear like that? He spilled it big time. I mean, he said it was super expensive beer there too. Hilarious. Yeah. But that was pretty And dope. didn't Nate Diaz got in a fight backstage too, huh? Did he? Yep. Yeah, I don't know with who, but you gonna fight uh, backstage. He's it, you know, he's that guy, man. If he sees you and he has an issue with you, trust me, I know mm-hmm. you're gonna have some issues. It's tough to tell who it's with, though. For a second, I thought it was AJ McKee, but mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. Yeah, Jay. What's interesting? Yeah, who knows what happened there? I mean, he's just you know, he's like having a, one of those pit bulls you get from the pound. You just can't take him anywhere. Yeah. What's interesting too is Jake Paul said he's gonna for his MMA fight. Uh, AK reached out to him. Javier Mendez reached out to him to train with him, and so did uh, Khabib, which is interesting. God, those live, those big live events like this, those concerts. Like I got stabbed in an LA concert. It's just fuck that noise. I'm sure Nate Nate's with his crew. But I think also part of Nate's problem is the vibe you give off is what people that attracts people, right? So if they know they can get a rise out of you, they're going to do it, you know? Yeah. Plus, if he's just defending his boy, too. Yeah, who do. knows? I don't think Nate looks for fights, but I think people know they can get a rise out of him. If they just say anything, mm-hmm. he doesn't back down. So that's what happens with him. He's actually a really good dude. Jordan Levitt. Oh, yeah. That's he our won. boy with the sugar yep. in his tank. And he definitely did the splits when he, after he won as well. Some put Gary without the R. Oh, lame. Man. Okay. So you mentioned this already, John Jones. So he's pleaded to, uh, it's called Nolo Contendere. Because his wife's not pressing charges. Where I thought, yeah, of course. But mm-hmm. I thought no matter what, if you put hands on a girl. I think because the police weren't there to actually see it. And she's and not she's, yeah, charges. I think that's where it gets, yeah, a little what tricky. A shit rule. Or, I don't know. Because there were always witnesses, too. So who knows if the witnesses backed up? I don't know. And the heartbreaking thing is the kid telling the security, yeah, like. of course. Heartbreaking, man. Yeah, so no jail time. Nothing. I'm telling you, man, you guys aren't doing any service. Now, granted, I want him to fight for the UFC heavyweight title. And this actually, you know. Moves that forward, which selfishly I want to see that happen. But also, this is the problem. There's no accountability. No one holds him accountable for these insane accusations, man. Nobody. He gets away with everything. That's why he keeps doing it. He's never going to change. If you guys just keep slapping him on the wrist, that's okay, slap on the wrist. That's right, slap on the wrist. There's no consequences ever for his actions, ever. 
He's been very, very lucky as of late. I mean, super. His whole lucky. entire career has been super Ever. lucky. Yeah. yeah. And the stuff we said about Chill, kind of like, ugh, what are you? <laughs> well, just him saying that without knowing oh, the facts. Yeah. Plus, he, he immediately said, oh, no. You you know you assaulted a woman. It's like yeah. no, that, that, no, the details. Anyone who knows Chael, it's like Jesus Christ, dude. And oh. now he looks even stupider now because once the details start coming out, yeah. Uh, so this is pretty cool. Eminem put uh, Nate Diaz in his lyrics. Oh, what do he say for a gospel? The myth of the gospel. Nate Diaz carries on. Mm-hmm. That's the line right there. Ooh, Nate Diaz got the world by the trachea. It's in a chokehold and a sleeper. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Definitely. Oh yeah, the guy's massive. Did you see when they showed like everyone in the crowd? The response, like Logan Paul was ringside. He got a huge response. Showed uh, Jake Shields, kind of lukewarm. Showed Nate and just, rah, yeah, he's just a some, superstar, dude. Definitely. Superstar. All right, so Khabib's organization, you already mentioned too, but a couple, a few things over here. So here 65. Yeah, so Kevin Lee signed with that eagle. If I'm Woodley, why not jump in there at 165? That's a good matchup for him too. Both guys need a win so bad. Yeah. And at 165, I feel like Woodley could do that. Mm-hmm. And they're going like, like one sixty five, one one fifty five, one seventy five. All you know, it's just like. And Khabib's like, I don't know why Bellator you've seen ever did this. This like me kind of fifty five was a nightmare for me. This mm-hmm. this makes things so much easier on guys, and I agree with him. It never made sense why the UFC doesn't do one sixty five. Yeah, more belts, <clears throat> more belts means more stars, more champions. Fifty five, it's damn near impossible to get a title shot. Six, you know, if you open up sixty five guys, the tweeners can go there. You're getting better results because they're not cutting weight. It just makes all the sense in the world. I don't know why the UFC doesn't even entertain the idea of it. Like Dana won't even entertain it. I know. Uh, too many? Would there be too many champions maybe? That's why? More money? 65? You have more know. stars. Uh, so he'll be paid exclusively in Bitcoin. Crypto. That's cool. Like he, I think he mentioned about like a million or a little over a million in bit, uh, crypto. It's weird when guys want to be paid in Bitcoin. You know you can just get cash and you invest in Bitcoin, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how he looks like now too. Change up his style. The mustache is fucking fire. <laughs> and his hair. Hell yeah. He looks good. Uh-huh. Did they um, say when his fight is? Well, it says right here. March, March 11th. 11th. They're saying it could be Diego Sanchez, which would be kind of weird, but. That'd be very yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. So here are the weight classes here. 135, 145, 155. All, you know. 65, 75, 85, 205 heavyweight. I wish you'd do a 225 in there. Potentially. It's, yeah. it's so, so brand new. And then as of right now, they're not doing women fights. Women's fights. Yeah, Khabib don't play that shit. He doesn't, and even George St. Pierre doesn't really like that. Mm-mm. Yeah, and that teach their own. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so remember, Tyron Spawn was supposed to fight Bigfoot Silva. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's not happening anymore, and now Sergey Karatonov is going to be fighting Tyron Spawn. Yeah, tough fight for Sergey. Yeah, and they don't know why this happened exactly. They just said he doesn't even know why. Bigfoot Silva said they just he found out on the internet pretty much. They just took him off. Yeah, but he's hearing through MMA rumors. You know, people just talking that the commission said they wouldn't sanction him because of his. I have no idea. Yeah, it, I would, I would imagine stuff. it's that. It's, and it's in it's in Florida though, right? Yeah, Florida's Miami. pretty loosey goosey. That's strange. That sucks for Bigfoot. Mm. Poor guy. Such a sweet guy. Needs more incline bench, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of lame. I don't know, but Dylan Dana said that he would bet Jake Paul twelve million to fight him. He goes, I'll put 12 million, you don't do that to me. In boxing, though, Dylan? I know. I like Dylan, but fuck, dude, in boxing? That's not really your forte. Also, where's that 12 million coming from? I wonder how much money he does have. Uh, he Seems competed. like he's living like that. He hasn't a, competed in a hot I know. second. He's a prize fighter and jiu-jitsu specialist. 
So I don't know. Do I don't you? know either. But when you look at his Instagram, everything, it seems like he's living the high life, but I don't know. Yeah, you can't trust Instagram. Of course not. Michael Venipage also called out Jake Paul. Now that would be interesting. Yeah, and dude, Jake Paul has got himself to this point, which is freaking incredible. I, I, it's, I don't know how people are impressed with this. It's not. Incredible. You got Connor, Masvidal, Nate Diaz. Yeah. You got all these fucking huge names. Called Michael Venom Page, you know how fucking good he is at striking? And he did box too. I mean, but remember, we, I think we all kind of laughed at Jake Paul way back when he was saying he would get sure. to these guys. Took him and now he's here, basically here. Yeah, you never can doubt the belief in somebody, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, and I, I belt would be totally open to Michael Venom Page, Jake Paul. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be a tough fight for Jake. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And a fun fight to watch as well. So Sean Strickland is talking about Israel Asanya. I am such a fucking Sean Strickland fan. He's so laid fun. out the title scenario potential, you know, sliding door scenarios. But do you feel even if it's not after this fight, one more? Do you think you have that belt by the end of next year? Yeah, yeah. At least at least a title shot. You know, I mean, uh, fucking, you're talking about the best fighters in the world. It's it's a it's any anyone goes. But I fight hard. You know, you watch me train. I'm one of the hardest training guys in the UFC. Uh, I do everything in my power to to get to a title shot. And if it happens, it's fucking let's go, Izzy. I'm fucking ready, man. Fucking make, make sure to cycle off, though. We don't want, I don't want to bring you a bra if you don't hit the right cycle. Yeah, you think he's doing something? It, again, Izzy's a great fighter. He comes from kickboxing. Have you ever seen a fighter with gyno for any other reason than that? Honestly, have you? Not personally, but I've obviously... I know he's besides, being tested. Besides him, have you ever seen a fighter in the UFC that smokes weed against gyno? Ever. Smokes weed. Ever. Can't recall off the top of my head, but I don't always see everyone shirtless. You can't. You can't, like, you can't. This guy's trying to be like, uh, unless you cycle. Can't on. recall the titles. Yeah, yeah Sean Strickland, fucking savage. Definitely savage. You're talking about Taito Vasa potentially fighting Derek Lewis, so he does shoeys. I guess remember Derek Lewis threw his cup out to the crowd. Yeah. And I guess the fan who caught it, he was trying to do a shoey with or a cuppy. Hell yeah. But he, I guess he didn't do it. Yeah, because there's holes in it. <laughs> not like a shoe dude it looked like a rubbery thingy but That's whatever a cock shoey man yeah you threw your gloves into the crowd is that the first time you've done this uh, it was the first time i threw my cup in the crowd yeah i was surprised that a dude like pushed a woman out of the way to grab that cup but it is what it is what do you think he's gonna do with it tonight i don't know i seen him put it in his pocket he went back and sat down with a big kool-aid smile on his face and sat down and put it in his pocket the guy who caught your cup was trying to do a shoey or a cuppy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, it's pretty good. You know, I'm a clean guy. You know, um, I've been here since Tuesday, so I've been pretty clean. Drank a lot of water. So he's good. Uh, would you say that your cup was probably hot? Oh, uh, my cup definitely was hot. So he got, had a hot latte. <laughs> That's pretty much it, though. Get that Dickachino, man. <laughs> Okay, this is uh, this is all of a sudden. So Claudia Gadelia, she retired. I know, I love her. Mm-hmm. She's such a baddie. It's mostly due to concussion symptoms. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. See more and more of it. This her talking mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, I mean it's a long video. It's like twenty twenty nine minutes. But oh, wow, this long. is basically the main part of it. In November twenty twenty, after I had really bad concussion, I had post concussion syndrome, which is symptoms of concussion for a long period of time. So I suffered with the symptoms for a little while. It's very frustrating because my headaches were like a knife stab in the back of my head. I was very nauseous, also throwing up. Very, very bad. I couldn't even walk, couldn't train. It was very frustrating. Does she have an OnlyFans? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, really? I bet yeah. she makes some bang. She's actually going to go into nutrition. She's going to school for... Oh, that's cool. Some, yeah, yeah smart girl. Nutrition. Pretty girl, man. 
One yeah. of the greats, too. Had a great career, man. Definitely title. For a title, like, yeah, great career. Nothing to hang her head about. And here's a quick one about Laura Senko. You know, she's done the Contender Series. She does really well. So she wants it. to do at least the fight nights right now. I don't know why they don't let her do pay-per-views, man. I know I it's know. tough to crack in there with all the talent that they have, but Laura Senko just brings something that these other guys don't. Granted, she's a female. She's fucking good at it, man. Yeah. Definitely I've been I've been riding her coattails for a while now. She's a beast, man. They should 100% let her do a fight night. And it's not just because she's a female, because she's really good at it. She's damn she good. brings great insight. She's yeah. also fought before. And that's her at the MMA Awards. Super dime piece. Super dime. We know this. Uh, this is just Justin Gaethje being very candid about his fight with uh, Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira wants to fight Connor, though. I'm sure he wants to, but I think this has to be the next fight. I would assume. Yeah. You never know with the UFC. Yeah. And then the day if my striking isn't way better than his, then I'm fucked, <laughs> per se. That's where I'm great. I'm great at crane pressure, crane damage, stopping takedowns. So ultimately, he's going to be trying to get, get to the ground because I'm going to find so much success in the striking department. He's incredibly dangerous striking department. His knees, elbows, his ability to create pressure, control distance, second to none. But I better be better or else I'm going to be fucking world in trouble. a world of trouble. He ain't lying. Uh-huh. But this, Jake Hager saying, the reason why they didn't do the grappling match with John Jones is because John Jones tweeted about it too early. They didn't get the deal done. Oh. But now I believe they'll be able to do it within by next year, January. I, I'm just so kind of concerned how Dana said, yeah, John is in our 2022 plans. It's like, what? I don't know. He says a lot of shit. Yeah, you're right. It's <laughs> concerning, though. All right, so now there's official date for Gegard Masasi versus Aunt Austin Vanderford. Mr. Pa- Page Van Zant. Yep, favorite goddamn thing, fighting for the title. Bro, Austin, you win this title, there's no Mr. More Page Van Zant. You're fucking Mr. Vanderford. You feel me? If you're world champion, something she can never do, granted, she is a bona fide dime piece. Mm-hmm. I get it, dude. But, dude, you win the, he- the fucking middleweight. middleweight title, dude, all that goes away. He's a beast, man. Yeah. Great neck tattoo, too. <laughs> I feel Tough fight against it. Musashi. Tough fight. And that's going to be, they're trying to do it in Dublin. Oh, damn. That's pretty dope, too, yeah. Musashi, originator of big dick energy. That's why he's mm. so kind of nonchalant, just that big dick carrying around. <laughs> just Mr. Joe Cool. Someone said that, too, right? Someone said that they were in the locker room or the shower or something, and he's a giant. Oh, that's, yeah. That's I well forgot who said it, though. That's well known around the fucking MMA community. It's packing heat. <laughs> He yeah. was at a buddy who was working with him and he was doing a weigh in and uh, he was cutting weight. He was like, Yeah, since Rogan and Shop talking about a big dick, man, I'm worried about it because I'm cutting weight small right now. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, dude, biggest dick in MMA. Well, there you go. Good for him. One of the greatest fighters ever do. Hall of Famer, bona fide Hall of Famer, too. Giant dick. First team all dick. <laughs> Hall of Fame dick. Yeah. All right. Eyes were shots right there, man. I've had it in my face. You didn't wear a lot of cups. Go north, south, that big old anaconda rub off my face. <laughs> All righty. Uh, so this is Jorge Masvidal posting about Nate Diaz, right? So I guess someone showed him this picture, so he wrote this. Uh, so Jorge put, just came across this. So Nate puts, uh, uh, December 12th, so I'm assuming Dustin Poirier put, uh, these guys don't get any better. And then uh, Jorge... Posted. Yeah. So well, that, that's what <laughs> Jorge said. So so Nate tweets out after the fight, these guys don't get any better. 
Then Hori Masvidal put, just came across this, and it's so ironic that the individual who can't block low kicks, high kicks, or mid kicks is talking shit about fighters getting better. Hashtag can even spell double leg. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, then he goes, I just came across this, <laughs> and it's Masvidal just flatlined. Yep. Yeah. And Nate also said something really funny here. I'm not fighting Connor until his leg grows back and he beats some people so we know he can even fight still. Till then, can I get on the January card at UFC? Thanks. Dustin Poirier Hembert makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that'd be great. And Dustin said, you know, he didn't know if he's going to come back or not, but he said the he one said thing this that would do it. Yeah, this, yeah, this huge excited. fight would do it. And it makes sense for both guys. I yeah. love the fight. Um, the odds for Jake Paul's next opponent, Anderson Silva, 3-1. to one. Now, I know Anderson was very close to fighting Logan Paul. I know, know that for a fact. Anderson Silva, Jake Paul makes a little more sense. So yeah, Anderson Silva, three to one odds. Okay. Tyson. Tom, oh, Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury, seven. Tyson, how I know, I know. Tom. Tommy Fury, seven to two. Dylan Dennis, I'd be up for it. Nate Diaz, seven to one. Carmen Gare, 15 to two. Williams, that's not happening. Floyd Mayweather, maybe. Oscar Del Hoy, I could see jumping in there. Mike Tyson, Canelo's definitely not happening. Anderson Silva, that's interesting. That's a tough fucking fight for Jake, dude. If you watch fucking Ashton Silver, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., he beat the shit out of him. That guy has 50 fucking wins in boxing. Former world champion, multi-divisional world champion, and he got annihilated by Ashton Silva. Ashton Silva, Jake Paul, that would be a tough fucking fight for Jake Paul. Yeah. I don't even know if that's the move either. Not right now, at least. No, not right now. I'd rather him, I, I think Ashton Silva gives him a tougher time than Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor, or Jorge. Anderson is a boxing aficionado. Be fun to watch him fight Oscar De La Hoya. I heard them talking about that, too. I'd pay for that. I'd pay for everyone on there, but I guess I'll watch the Tommy Fury one. I don't really want... I wouldn't, watch, I wouldn't pay for the Deion Williams fight. No. KSI I wouldn't pay for. I don't really know who that is. I know he's a big YouTuber. Out of the... So out of the guys, even though Conor McGregor is like the biggest star, out of Conor, Nate, and Jorge, which one would be more exciting for you? Nate. See? Nate? Yeah. It's kind of trippy, huh? Yeah. Nate's pressure and Nate can fucking box, man. And the build up to that, like yeah. Nate doesn't play those games. So he constantly be fighting at the press conference and shit. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> and he has brother there, Nick. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. Because that's the other thing. You beat Nate, big bros right there. Yeah. That's pretty much everything. I mean, this was, I'll play just a little bit of this because this is uh, Dean Thomas uh, playing Dean Stephen Thomas A. Smith. Is hilarious. Yeah. I love Dean. He's Thomas. actually really good at this. His hair is hilarious. Stephen A. Smith here, and it is a pleasure to be your host of the prestigious 2021 Fighters Only World. He sounds like him. He's good. First of all, and let's make this clear, I am the highest level of expert in all of the MMA. I've trained UFC my whole life. (laughs) I've been watching the UFC ever since Royce Graceland knocked out Dan Severance using a rare naked arm all back in 1982. <laughs> you won't find a more devoted fan in the sport than yours truly. <laughs> I was very front row when Chuck the Snowman Liddell tapped out Tito Jackson back in Tito Jackson. He just fucked up all the names. there is a fight happening inside the Paragon, you know, Stephen A. Smith will be watching. This year, there was some... Ex- but yeah, it's so really fucking funny. He's really good. That was great. And yeah, there's no fights. You'll get some time off, yeah. dude. Next I think there's a Ryzen, but I don't know any of the names of the people. Nah, so yeah, we don't cover that. I know. 
You don't cover that. Oh, wait, your quick one. Your boy, Joseph Parker, won his last My fight boy, just yeah. the first guest ever yeah, yeah. on Below the Belt. Really, not even a food truck diary. We got fish. We ate raw fish. <laughs> Sick. We're in Vegas. He's such a good person. Yeah, yeah he won. Huge yep. win. Decisive decision win over uh, Chisora, who's no punk, man. Yeah, yeah rematch. Yeah, he's a beast, man. The, yeah, first guy did that years ago. We are in Vegas. I remember. I remember all the all those yeah, things that too, happened, man. man. It was great. Great times. Mm-hmm. Great times. This is probably the last below the belt you're going to see here until we switch over to the Shab show. So, uh, like I said last week with the big announcement, you know, I'm officially leaving Showtime. But, again, it's not it's not bye. It's see you later, man. So, you know, we're just doing it all under Thick Boy, and I've always prided myself on – figuring everything out and having my own thing and do it myself. And this is no different. And Showtime understands that. And they're going to do great things. And hopefully I do too. And we'll meet somewhere, you know, down the road. But for now, uh, this will be my last below the belt inside the studio. We'll have a best of next week. And I will be present for that. Do a little intro for that. But uh, it's the last official below the belt for the year of 2021. You know, if as far as the show goes, the audio, nothing changes. You guys just subscribe to the same thing. I own that. So that will just, the name will just change the shop show, new graphic. But you don't have to do anything. You don't have to resubscribe or anything like that. The only thing you got to do is video. If you watch this on video and video only, it will all be under the Thick Boy YouTube uh, page. So uh, we watch the Cowboys Fight Companions or the, the Thick Vlogs. That's all on Thick Boy. And uh, this show will be on Thick Boy from here on out, man. So starting. The first week of January, the Shab Show, formerly known as Below the Belt, a.k.a. Big Brown Breakdown, mm-hmm. will be on YouTube channel exclusively on Thick Boy. So subscribe there, like, subscribe. Um, we're having a bunch more content there. And then ad-free will be on Supercast, and we have a bunch of additional shows going on Supercast. And I'll have all that announcement for you guys uh, on my Instagram and social media and other shows, but say it again. I can't thank Showtime enough for taking a chance on a meathead like me. And we've created some great stuff and I look forward to see what you guys do next. And, uh, it's the last one, man. And I love all you guys, you know, this, and I appreciate everybody and all the hard work that you do. And, uh, I'm right here. You guys need anything. I'm right here. Nothing changes. Just my teams run everything. And yeah, it's gonna be great, man. So, uh, if you are a fan of the show and you want to continue to watch, just like and subscribe the Thick Boy channel on YouTube. The RSS feed on audio stays exactly the same. You might see a different logo on there uh, coming soon. So that's it. But food trucks, um, the the shop minutes, the breakdown, the breaking news, uh, the shop show, the flagship show, aka below the belt, all that will be on Thick Boy. So come on over. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. You know, obviously it's a risk for me doing all this, but I know the fans appreciate it, and I just love you guys. And thank you for giving me this incredible career man and doing what i do best and uh i love you guys man so come on over like subscribe thick boy we got some cool stuff coming up for 2022 um again cowboys fight companion food truck diary uh we have some other companions like we're doing a companion for the national championship with the busting with the the boys uh we'll do a super Bowl companion we have a big cowboys fight companion with krista stefano krista leah brian callen january 22nd um we got a lot of cool stuff man yeah, so Showtime, love you guys, and um, really, really appreciate everything you guys have ever done for me. And I'm looking forward to see what you guys do 
uh, next year. If you need anything, I'm right here. A few housekeeping notes. Um, I am doing the Tough Mudder January 29th in Los Angeles. And if you want to run with your boy, you want to be in the Thick Boy, the Thick Mudder group, you can run side by side with me, Mark Harley. Chappelle might do it. He hates cardio. But if you want to run side by side with me through the 10-mile course, I think it's 10 miles. Either way, it's the long one. Um, sign up uh, for Tough Mudder, and I'll have more uh, details. I'm going give, to give you guys a discount with my promo code so you're not paying the full price to run the Tough Mudder with your boy. But it's Thick Mudder, man, and your boy will be there January 29th. It's at 10 a.m. start time. Come run with me. I promise you it's not as scary as it looks online. I barely trained for it. I was fine. You guys are going to be fine. We'll do it together. It's not even about you know finishing first or finishing the fast time. It's about teamwork. And uh, you can have a better teammate than me and Mark Harley. So come on out, L.A. If you're not from L.A., flying for it. You can run with your boy through a tough mudder on January 29th in Los Angeles, California. It's going to be a great time. I'll have more info for you guys. But uh, this gives you a reason to start January 1st, get your thick ass in shape. Again, I'm telling you, there's, there's people crazy out of shape that finish these things. So if you're concerned about that, we can do it. Trust me, we can do it. I'll be right there. I'll be grabbing your hand, pulling you through the fucking shock thing, pulling you up through the crazy mud and all that stuff. It's just such a fun time. My son did it, for God's sake. So you guys can do it. Uh, Thick Mudder is uh, January 29th in Los Angeles, California. As far as uh, stand-up goes, uh, this Wednesday at the Hollywood Improv is sold out. But if you didn't get tickets for that, for Shop and Friends, we have more dates coming up in January and February. We're going to start doing a show there damn near every Wednesday at 8 p.m. So this Wednesday at 8 p.m. is sold out. And then uh, I end the year in Dania, Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, the old Fort Lauderdale Improv. They redid it. It's supposed to be a great club. That's December 30th through January 1st. Uh, the Thick Crew is there. Chappelle Lacey, David Lucas, myself, we're all there. We'll have special Thick Boy merch. You can only get in person. That's at Dania, Florida, going back to Florida, December 30th. And then Raleigh, North Carolina is January 6th through January 8th. That bad boy's almost sold out. Uh, one show Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Raleigh, North Carolina. Come on out. The Thick Crew will be there. Charlotte, we had to push because we have a fight campaign that Saturday. So the next Calabas fight campaign will be January 22nd. Again, with Chris Stefano, Brian Callen, Chris D'Elia, and myself for the huge Cyril Gahn, Francis Gano. Uh, heavyweight world title so tune in for that again available only on thick boy youtube and that's it man thank you guys for uh coming along with me on this journey and i look forward to what's next man we got a lot of cool stuff and uh yeah like and subscribe to thick boy youtube if you want to continue to watch this show audio stays the same you don't have to do anything the logo will change the set will change and that's it man i love you guys listen i'll see you thickies at the tough mutter january 29th 10 a.m I'll have more info so you get discounts on sign up for that. But get your thick asses out there and run with your boy here. It's going to be a great time. All right? Love you guys. Stay thick. Be nice to each other. Happy or Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, however you want to say it. Love you guys. I'm out.